right. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, before you sit down, before you before you sit down, before you sit down. There you go. Look around you real quick. Find the best looking person you can. So when you when you find someone really good looking, just look right at them and tell them this. Tell them the rest of your life. All right, hold on. We can. I think we can do better than that. Um, look at your second choice, real quick. Look at your. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Just point to yourself. Just point. Let's try it this way. Point to yourself. Say the rest of my life. Oh, you, you sound better when you start talking about yourself. Say will be the best of my life. All right, I'm gonna say we're gonna say one more time. If you've if you heard me before last time I was here, we said this probably a few times. And I'll say it again. I'll try to get you to say it as much as I can today because what you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. You know, if you hear your whole life, you'll never make anything yourself. You're, you're, you start believing those kind of things. But if you keep hearing the rest of your life will be the best. How many believe the Bible? Let's start with that. Okay, that's about half of you. It's a good start. Wouldn't you hate to find out it wasn't true? That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Ever thought about that? Like, what if God didn't really write all that? Anybody ever wondered that? Let me, be honest, you won't go to hell. Let me see your hands. You've ever, yeah. I've been, I've been to church my whole life. My dad's a preacher. My grandpa, went, did God really write all this stuff? I started thinking one day, if God didn't write it, who did? Right? Someone had to have done it. I started thinking of people I knew, trying to narrow it down. You know, maybe my Uncle Tony wrote it. He don't do a whole lot. Then I found that scripture, if you don't work, you don't eat. I'm like, nope, my Uncle Tony didn't write that. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you just start thinking of people you know, you can narrow it down, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe my wife wrote it. <laughs> Submit to your, nope, she didn't write that. Um, how many, be honest, how many of you to wrote the Bible, how many can think of like three things you would not have put in there? Oh, yeah. Right? Been like eight commandments. <laughs> Tithing would have been lower. <laughs> Here's what I know. No human being could have ever wrote a standard this high. So if God said it, I'm just, I'm just crazy enough to believe it. He said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly to the full till it overflows. One more time like you believe it. Say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Amen. You can be seated this morning. What an honor it is to be back at Calvary Church. My goodness, to hear all that God is doing and all that's happening. How many love your church? How many are thankful for your church? I tell you what, I, I found that life goes better when you put God first. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, our church and, and all God's doing at Calvary. And man, it, it's got to be pretty easy to have a heart for the house when you know the house has a heart for you. And how many are thankful for your pastors? How many are thankful for Pastor Robbie? And his, I mean, the whole family, just amazing, amazing people. I'm just, I just, I, I just feel like I'm not even a half good person when I, when I talk to him. I just got to be better. He just makes me want to be better just talking to him. And so you guys are just so blessed. And when you, when you come to God's house and you put God first, you know how you do that? One of the ways you do that is by planting yourself in God's house. When you plant yourself in the house of the Lord, the Bible says your life will flourish. How many want to see your life flourish? Your business flourish, your relationships flourish. The Bible says real simple, all you do is plant yourself in the house of the Lord. Now, how do you do that? Well, it, it's real easy. One of the ways is to show up. 
Look, you're already doing good right now. You already, when you just go out to the car today, you can walk out the door saying, Father, I thank you this week. My life's going to flourish. My business is going to flourish. My relation, I'm, I'm choosing to plant myself. Now, let me ask this. How many have ever felt like not coming to church? <laughs> yeah, most of us sometimes that there's a point where we don't feel like coming. But, but how many, you know, when you don't feel like coming, you know that's when you need to be here the most. I don't know if anybody else has been like me. You didn't feel like coming, but yet you still came. And when you left, you're just like, man, I sure am glad I went to church today. You know, because here's the thing. Faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. I mean, here's all of a sudden you get in here, you didn't feel like coming, but you get around other people that are full of faith. And before you know it, you start catching something. It's contagious. You catch a little joy. Catch a little peace, catch it. Before you, all of a sudden you leave here, man, I'm so glad I went to church. I encourage you. I can't think of any better place to plant yourself than right here at Calvary. And if, if you just kind of been dipping in the soil, I just get planted in here. And I wrote a book for our, our church called Planted. And, uh, and, and I made it into an ebook because I just, I'm like, man, I think just more people need to know this. And it's just seven things you could do right here at Calvary Church that would help our church flourish, but also would help your life to flourish as well. And so I wrote this book. I think they're gonna put it up on the screen. It's just called Planted. And, uh, and it, I'm gonna give it to you for free. If you, if you want it, it's free. All you have to do is just text the word planted. It's not for everybody, but if you love your church, you should read this book. Only if you love your church. If you don't love your church, don't read this. But if you love it, it's just it, show up. That's one, you don't even, you can skip chapter one. You already did that. Find a place to serve. That's another way you can pray. Pray for your pastor and, the fa and their family. Those are just several ways you can do it. Anyway, it's, it's my gift. People say, why are you giving it to us for free? And the main reason is because I was afraid you wouldn't buy it. And I think you should read it. So I'm just going to give it to you so you can read it. But uh, I hope you'll grab a hold of it, and it'll, it'll, I believe it'll be a help to you. Uh, it's good to have my little boy with me. My wife, and uh, she's not with us this weekend, but uh, there they are. That's my wife and my son. My wife's the one on the right-hand side. And uh, we've been happily married now for 15 years. And uh, yeah, just, just had our 21st wedding anniversary a couple weeks ago. Some of y'all get that later. But anyway, anyway, uh, she woke up. She said, honey, you know, today's our anniversary. I said, I know. She said, I had a dream last night that you were going to give me a diamond necklace. She said, what do you think that means? I said, when you open your presents, you'll find out what it means. <laughs> she was so excited, man. I gave her a gift. She's ripping the paper off that thing. I'd, I'd bought her this book on the meaning of dreams. <laughs> and uh, I hope that helped her. I had no clue what it meant myself. But anyway, that, that's, uh, that's my wife, Christine. She preaches all over. She's amazing. And then that's my little boy, Solomon. How many believe God still does miracles? Oh, yes. Amen. How many have ever asked God for something and it took him longer than a month to answer you? Anybody longer than a year? Yeah, eight years we prayed for that little guy, Solomon. We prayed and, and uh, believed God. Finally, my wife got pregnant. We were so excited, man. This baby, this miracle we've been believing for. Found out he was in her fallopian too. They're gonna have to go in and remove the baby, do, do surgery and remove the baby. You know, we've been believing a long time for that. I mean, we weren't gonna give up that easy. I mean, we, we, there's an old song we used to sing, Whose Report Will You Believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. The Lord said we should be fruitful and multiply. So we just stood in faith, but we obeyed what the doctor said, went in for the surgery they had scheduled. When we got there, uh, they, they were checking, getting everything ready. They said, someone's made a huge mistake. 
I, I don't know what's going on. Your baby's in your womb exactly where he's supposed to be. There's no problem. There's no problem here. They, they, called, it, they called it a mistake. We just called it a miracle. And, uh, and she went on to carry him nine months. He came out totally, everything came out fine. He was born uh, C-section. But other than that, I mean, and you can't even tell. Um, stand up, son. Stand up, son. Look, you can't even tell. Look at him. He looks totally normal. Um, only way you could tell he was born C-section is whenever he leaves the house, he goes through a window. But other than that, he's totally fine. Anyway, uh, it's good to have my son hanging out with me this weekend. Let me get into this this morning before we run out of time. Uh, I, I got something I think is going to help you. You know, this is my favorite season uh, of, of the year, football season. And... Um, so it was this football season. And here we are. I love watching football. And, 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 and there was, I was watching a game the other day. At the end of the third quarter, one of the teams was winning 20 to nothing. End of the third quarter. But then it went into the fourth quarter. And as it went into the fourth quarter, this other team came back. And in the fourth quarter, scored 24 points. The other team scored three points. And the team that was up 20 to nothing ended up losing the game 24 to 23. In the last quarter, this team came back and did more than they did in the whole first three quarters and won the game. And I was thinking about that. Here we are uh, almost to the end of October. I mean, we're already deep into the fourth quarter of this year. But how many still believe God could do some great things this year? I mean, this year's not over. How many still got some things you want to see God do before this year's over? And so here we are late in the fourth quarter, and uh, there's 65 days left this year. But how many believe the next 65 days could be your best 65 days? Uh, if, you, if you believe that, just say this with me. Say the rest of my year will be the best of my year. So how do I make the rest? How many like to be happier the rest of this year? How many like to be healthier the rest of this year? More love in your home the rest of this year. More joy, more peace. How many like to see more people give their heart to Jesus here at Calvary the rest of this year? How many like to have more money the rest of this year? Wow, look at all you selfish people. Just all wanting more and more and more. The, the desire for more is not a wrong desire. It's not an evil desire. It's a God desire. I mean, the very first command God gave humans was be fruitful and multiply. Multiply means to increase. The very first thing God said is I want you to be more than you are right now. More joy, more peace, more love in your home, more money. You say, why, well, Dave, you're just so positive up there. I mean, you just think everything, the rest of my life has got to be perfect. I'm not saying life's going to be perfect. Listen, I'm, I've been in the middle of some, I'm, I'm in the middle of a battle right now. I'm, life's not perfect, but I have a choice to rejoice. You know, this is the day that the Lord has made, and so I'm making it my choice to rejoice. I mean, the Bible, listen, the Bible promises us in John 16, in the world, you will have trials. Awesome. Tribulation, distress, frustration. Just wanted to encourage you a little bit. It's, it, you're going to go through some things in life. How many, how many have to work at being positive? Be honest. It's, it's like, yeah, me, it's me too. I got to work at it every day. It's a, it's a thing I do every, every day. I mean, I was, I was born a pessimist. I mean, my blood type is even B negative. You know what I'm saying? So is it natural? It's, it's hard work. But, but it says even in the middle of trials and tribulation and distress, it says be of good cheer. cheer. Be of good cheer. You mean I can still have a good attitude right in the middle of a negative 
Well, that's what the Bible says. Be of good cheer. He said, I've already overcome the world. I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I don't know about you, that sounds like pretty good news right there. Now listen, like I said, I'm not saying life's gonna be perfect. How many of you have ever been on an airplane that hit turbulence? What'd you do when the airplane hit turbulence? Prayed. That's good, pray. Held on, buckled up. Did anybody get off the plane? Like, I'm out, can't handle this. That's, no, you can't get off the plane. You just hold on, right? You, and how many are still here? We made it through the trials and tribulations. Same thing in life. How many have ever hit some turbulence in life? Things got a little bumpy. What do you do? Same thing. Hold on, buckle up, pray. You can't quit. Life's too tough. I, I, I got, no, you just, you hold on. You, you pray. You, you, I was sitting next to a lady on the plane the other day, and she, she'd never flown before. And so we were talking for a few minutes. She's like, I've never flown before. I'm like, it's fine. I'm on the plane. <laughs> so we talked for a few minutes, and, and the plane took off. And, and I fell asleep pretty quick. I mean, as soon as that plane took off, I was asleep. And about five minutes, about Actually, about 15 minutes probably into the flight, we hit some turbulence, and it started shaking a little bit, and all of a sudden, I felt her start hitting my leg. She's like, hey, hey. I'm like, huh. She's like, do something. I was like, what do you want me to do? She goes, I don't know. Aren't you like a preacher? I was like, yeah, I'm like a preacher. I'm not like a pilot, you know. She's like, I don't know. She goes, she goes do something religious. <laughs> So I got up and took an offering. <laughs> In the world, it says you will have trials and tribulations, but it says right after that, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. That's good news. So here we are. Maybe you're in the middle of some storms and trials and tribulations. How do you walk through that in the middle of all this? And how do I make the rest of my year the best of my year. I wanna to talk to you about that because it may be something in your relationship, something on your job, in your finances, maybe even just your outlook that you need to change. I wanna share with you something today I, that I know has helped me and I think if you understand that it can completely change your life and it's called the force of favor. The force of favor, say favor. Favor is one of my favorite things to talk about. I wrote a book a few years ago called The Force of Favor. And I just give you seven ways to increase your favor. How many like to have more of God's favor in your life right now? More of God's favor. And so I want us to look at this. What is favor? My personal definition of favor is when someone uses their power, their ability, or their influence to help you. You ever had someone help you and just, it, man, it was just, man, thank you. I couldn't have done that without your help. Just someone just decided to use their ability to do good for you. It's an unusual appreciation of someone that goes maybe beyond the normal. Sometimes when an event occurs, it's a, a blessing. And you, you ever heard someone say, man, you're just so lucky. I don't believe in luck. You're just, man, just everything. You're just, I mean, nothing is random. An all-powerful, all-knowing God, I, I just can't believe luck. I mean, luck had nothing to do with it. I was reading this, this little clip in the newspaper about a, 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 lost, like a lost and found column where uh, a dog was missing. It, it said this, it said, lost dog, brown fur, some missing due to mange, blind in one eye, deaf, lame leg due to a recent traffic accident, strictly, arth uh, slightly arthritic, goes by the name Lucky. <laughs> anyway, I just don't believe in luck. It's, it's favor 
favor important? Is favor important in our life? Look at this scripture. I'm sure you've heard it before in, in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Now, here's the thing. Anything Jesus is doing, I want to do. How many want to be more like Jesus? So anything that Jesus is up to, I want to be up to. And here's what he says in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Look at this scripture. And, and who? Jesus. There it is. Here's what Jesus is doing. So here's what I want to do. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Having the favor of God in your life is one of the most valuable things that you can have. And I want to talk to you about three areas uh, related to favor and growing favor. How many like to have more favor in your life right now? Let me see your hand, because that's who I'm talking to today, is those. So recognizing, I think, is the first step in gaining favor or increasing favor. Here's a statement. If you forget everything else, remember this statement right here. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. So the first step is recognition. I think recognition is, is critical to our life, being able to, to, to notice. Number one, there you go, the law of recognition. Let me talk to you about recognition for just a moment. It reminds me of a, a story I heard about a, a, a lady who ended up in the hospital, had some heart issues, ended up in the hospital, had to have some surgery. Uh, while she was in there on the operating table, ended up, she went to heaven. While she was in heaven, she met God. God said, listen, it's not your time to go yet. I'm sending you back. Uh, you, you've still got about 30 years left to live. She came to there in the operate, after the operation, and, and she had this incredible experience. She talked to God. God told her she had 30 years left to live. She's like, my goodness, if I got 30 years left to live, and she goes, man, I want to get myself fixed up a little bit. I want to look good. I'm going to be here. And I'm already in the hospital. So she decided to get some surgery, right? She got some lifts and tucks and, 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 and got it all fixed up while she was in there. And but right before she's getting ready to check out, they had a, a, a beautician come in. The stylist fixed her hair, changed her hair color. I mean, she just redid herself. She, she, hey, if I got 30 years left to live, she's excited. They let her out of the hospital. They released her. She got out. They rolled her out. She stepped across the, the parking lot to head to her car when an ambulance came flying by, hit her. She ended up back in heaven, killed her. She ended up back in heaven. She goes, what in the world? She goes, God, what am I doing here? She, she said, you told me I had 30 years left to live. He looked at her. He said, was that you? <laughs> uh, he didn't recognize her. Okay, so anyway, recognition, recognition is all I'm saying. It's important because it, it teaches us. Here's what recognition teaches us, that everything you need is already in your life just waiting your recognition of it. Everything you need is already in your life, just waiting your recognition of it. What you need, you just have to identify it. If you don't recognize it, it could cost you greatly. You think about the Pharisees. They didn't recognize the divinity of Jesus, and it cost them eternity. Miracles and, and joy that they could have experienced in his presence. On one hand, the thief on the cross did recognize Christ as the Son of God. He received eternal life. What you need in your life is already there, just waiting your recognition of it. So recognition is a critical, critical step. So we gotta recognize favor. I look for favor in everything. You ever gone to the grocery store, person in front of you has a cart full of stuff, you just have a gallon of milk? They're like, oh, you just got one thing, go ahead, you can go in front of me. 
Thank you, Lord, for favor. Really, you think that's favor? Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Front parking spot at the mall. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Whatever you recognize, we were at, at this place called Dave and Buster's. Y'all Dave and Buster's? You know, where you play video games and, and you can win tickets and you win all kind of, you can win all kind of tickets. Yeah. And, and we were there and playing some video games. Solomon, Solomon had won about 300 tickets. Because with 300 tickets, you know, you can trade them in, you get prizes. And for 300 tickets, you can get a, a pencil eraser. Right, $87, got me a pencil eraser, good job, son. You know, here we go, and, and all of a sudden, this guy walks up out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm not gonna use these tickets if you want them, and hands Solomon this big stack of tickets. We counted them, it was over a 1,000 tickets. Solomon looked at those tickets, he looked at me, he goes, Dad, favor. I said, yes. If I can get him as a kid to start recognizing God's favor in everything that we do, favor. You go, you go you, I was at a diner the other day, and you pay up front, I got my ticket, went up front, there's no one at the counter to pay. Favor, you know, I'm a, no, I'm kidding, I, I'm kidding, I didn't, I didn't do that. But um, favor is when God puts people in your life with the ability and the influence to help you. Think about a time in your life when someone for no reason decided just to help you. Completely unexpected. Start to recognize God's favor. When you do that, whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're, oh, look at this part. Whatever you're thankful for, I like that part. So we're learning to recognize God's favor. We're seeing it in the little things all the time. If I can see it in the little things, I begin to see it, begin to become thankful because whatever you're thankful, say thankful. thankful. Here we are getting ready to go into November, right? The, the, the thankful month. The, the, I mean, we should be thankful all the time. But, but I think the pivotal link here is the connection between recognition and increase is thankfulness. Between seeing, just seeing it and seeing more of it is that place called an attitude of gratitude. Second thing I think is important to see more of God's favor is, is having an attitude of gratitude. It bridges the gap. I, I, like I said, I had to work really hard at being thankful, being recognizing, because and, 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 I, I, I dealt with a lot of negativity, and I had to work at being more, more positive. I could tell you, people who are not thankful will not see increase in their lives the way that they want to. I mean, why would God continue to pour out his blessing on a person who is not even grateful for what they've been given? I, I know when, when my son is thankful, Dad, you're the best. Dad, thank you for doing that. I'm like, oh, buddy, what else do you need? How many, how many have kids? How many are more willing to do stuff when they're grateful and thankful? And, you know, I mean, he's in the back seat the other day, and he's singing, you're a good, good father. I'm like, thank you, son. I'm... He's like, had his earphones in, it was, had nothing to do with me. But anyway, um, this attitude of gratitude is a huge factor. Your attitude will determine your altitude, we've heard. that. here's the thing, you can't be a smart cookie if you've got a crummy attitude. So you want to have a good attitude. You, be, I speak in a lot of different places uh, uh, around the world, and as we go to different places around the world, one of the first things we try to do is learn the word thank you. It's amazing what that little word thanks can do. Opens people's hearts. You know, we were in, in Paris. Merci. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, just a little thank you makes a huge difference. I was in Indonesia. In Indonesia, it's teramakasi. Teramakasi. And for the first three days, I had a mix. I kept saying teramasu, 
Tiramisu. They kept bringing me dessert. I gained like five pounds. But every country has, if you're in, in South America, gracias. If you're in South Florida, gracias. But anyway, it's, it's, um, I've discovered this, this one word, this just one word, thank you, can make such a huge difference. Learn the power of the word thanks. Thanks. The attitude of gratitude has two perspectives. It has an outward expression and an inward thanksgiving. In other words, what everyone else sees, what everyone sees, showing appreciation to others, and then what we know within ourselves that we are blessed, that we are, are truly blessed. Gratitude means the quality or feeling of being grateful or thankful. Start appreciating what you have instead of dwelling on what you don't have. That means you stop comparing yourself to others. That'll help you a lot. Man, I used to deal with that all. I wish I could preach like them. Man, I wish I could preach like that. That'd be, oh man, if I could do that. I, my goodness, I gotta quit comparing myself. I just gotta be me. You just gotta be you, you know. The other day someone said, Dave's kinda like a mixture between Joel Osteen and Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> you, just, you just own it, you know. Just hold your Bible up and say, get her done. You know, I don't know, you just... You gotta know who you are. It's like these two snakes were slithering down the road. One snake looked at the other snake and said, hey, are we poisonous? The snake said, that's a weird question. Why would you ask me that? He said, because I just bit my lip. <laughs> you just gotta know who you are. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. So, so uh, you, you start appreciating what you, what you have, what you, uh, what, not what you, what you think they have or what you think someone else has. Uh, you, you have more peace and joy because your point of view is, is more positive. Your outlook makes all the difference. You can handle uh, challenges differently when you're grateful because it puts you in, a, in an appreciative mindset. Thank you, God, that they discovered it early. Thank you that my friends had the faith to carry to, to carry him through, you know. Thank, thank you, God, for hearing and answering my prayers. Yeah. It, it, it was Colossians chapter two and verse number seven. It says, let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Saying thank you isn't tough for most people. Modeling a spirit of gratitude takes... Uh, much more effort than just saying the words. It's a shift in thinking. People who model gratitude don't take others for granted. You might be quick to complain when traffic gets slowed down. You might making it to work to uh, uh, make hard to get to work. However, do you appreciate the days when the lights seem to all work in your favor? You know, when you're running late, you know, you're like, ah, oh, another red light. This is just ridiculous. You notice every red light, but when you're going to work and every light's green, are you like, thank you, Jesus? Oh, another green light, praise the Lord. There, there's a difference in, in, those, in those two. I love what John, John F. Kennedy said. As, he said this, he said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Number three, last one. My goodness, that time went fast. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Six of you. <laughs> Number three, increase 
increase. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. We, we talked about how to recognize favor, the importance of a thankful heart. Now, the last couple minutes here, let's talk about increasing favor because in the next 65 days, to make the rest of our year the best of our year, we're gonna need some favor to show up. I could give you a whole lot of ways to increase your favor. I'm gonna give you a couple of them this morning, but tonight, uh, we're doing a special uh, Ultimate Life seminar tonight. About 50% of what I do is in the corporate uh, arena. We, we speak to businesses, corporations, athletic teams, uh, NFL, NBA teams, and things like that. And there's a lot of great principles. Here's one thing I found. There's a big difference between the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus prepares you for heaven. The principles of Jesus prepare you for earth. There are ungodly people who use godly principles all the time to achieve ungodly results. While the church, we don't know the principles or ignore the principles. And, and, uh, and so tonight, I'm gonna dig down into some principles tonight. Because one of the ways to increase your favor, I brought one book with me. I'm, I'm gonna tell you about it so you can grab it this morning. Uh, tonight, I'm gonna teach you some different things. But uh, I give you seven ways to increase your favor. One of the ways to increase your favor is wisdom, is to get smarter than you are right now. How, it, it, last time I was here, I talked about this. If you want tomorrow to be different than today, You've got to learn something today in order to make tomorrow different. See, if you go into tomorrow with the same information you have today, you won't have a tomorrow. You'll just have a longer today. Right? I try to learn something every day. If tomorrow's, well, the Bible says whatever you do, get wisdom. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35. Wisdom says this. Whoever finds me finds life and receives the favor from the Lord. Receives favor from the Lord. Whoever finds wisdom so tonight, if you want to have an opportunity to increase your favor, to find some wisdom, I'm going to share it with you tonight, 5 o'clock, rearrange your plans, change your schedule, football, record it, whatever, uh, get in here for 90 minutes, not for everybody. How many want the rest of your year to be the best of your year? Because right, you're the only ones that should come back tonight. If, if you, the rest of your year is not going to go well if you're not here at 5. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but I would if you can. I promise you, it'll be well worth your time. Here's, any, any business owners in here? Business owners? Okay, business owners, it'd be great for you uh, to, to be here tonight. Any managers? Anybody work in management? management? Okay, managers, good. Tonight will be great for you. Salespeople? Anybody salespeople? So, okay, we got some sales. Anybody got jobs? Jobs? <laughs> if you have any of those right there, you're gonna be good to be here tonight. I promise you, you're gonna, you're gonna be glad that you did. So, but, but I brought one thing with me. Uh, this is a book called The Force of Favor. It's kind of what I'm teaching from today. But I give you seven ways to increase your favor. You like to have more favor. Jesus increased in favor. So I started looking for ways to increase my favor, put it together in a book. It's been our number one best-selling book ever. And, uh, and we, we brought just a few of them with us. I think they're, they're, uh, they're, they're $20, or you can get two of them. Or is it two of them for $20 or two of them for $30? There's, there's a way to get two of them for a deal. I don't know what it is, actually. I forgot but I'll find out before the next service. But uh, and, and, and the second one, but just go back there and tell them, give me a deal, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what it is. But anyway, they're, they're back there. And why, why I always do two of them is because I believe that, that we all have people we'd like to invite to church. And I, I think one of the best, easiest ways to do that is with a gift. A gift, the Bible says, makes room for you. And so I always give a second one for a, a, a good deal. So I say, grab a second one, not to split with someone in here, like 15 each. 
is for you to take and give to someone you've been wanting to invite to church. Say, man, you should, I picked this up. I was at church Sunday, at Calvary Church, that's where I go. You know, you should really come with me. I picked up this book. I think it'll be a real help to you. It's a real easy read, and even if someone's not a Christian, I promise you, they're gonna love this book. Some of our best testimonies from this book come from when the and people in the secular world hear us and then look on the website, find this book, and it, it's amazing the stories we get. But, um, Anyway, they're back there. Oh my goodness, I'm out of time. I had some other great stuff to tell you. But uh, well, let me, let, me just, let me just finish this. Start to recognize favor in the small things every day. And I believe when you do, you'll have no trouble seeing it in the bigger things. So before this day's over, I want you to find some area where you said, thank you, Lord, for favor. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Maybe, uh, I mean, some of you will find it before you even get out of the parking lot. You'll find someone, you'll find and recognize some favor. Uh, the second thing I want you to remember, live with an attitude of gratitude. Live with an attitude. Remember, there are people all over the world who are happy with a lot less than you have right now. There are people that are happy that are going through a lot more than you're going through right now. And then lastly, uh, I, I encourage you to seek wisdom. Make it a priority. Tonight, like I said, we'll get into some great wisdom. I got some great uh, uh, things in, in this, in this uh, success made simple I'm gonna share with you tonight. I believe will really, really help you. And when you do those things, you watch, watch the favor of God begin to increase in your life. Say the rest of my year. Oh, come on, like you believe it. Say the rest of my year will be the best of my year. Father, I thank you today, Lord, in the next 65 days, before this year's over, Lord, you've got some amazing things you're doing in our church. We got the opportunity to do a lot of uh, uh, upgrades even here to our building and some awesome stuff. And Lord, we're, we're looking for favor, favor on this house. And the favor that's on this house will flow down to the people and the people to their families and to their businesses. And Lord, we thank you in our church in our families, in our life, in our businesses. The next 65 days are gonna be just incredible days of favor. Lord, we're gonna finish this year strong. We're gonna finish this year strong in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for that. I come in agreement with every person here. Lord, there's different areas of their life where they need favor right now. It may be in a job. It may be for a job. There's someone in the middle of a legal situation right now. Father, you're getting ready to reverse that thing in their favor. Father, I thank you for a real estate deal that's getting ready to go through. Lord, that someone's been in the middle of, Lord, I thank you for favor. I thank you for favor in someone's womb right now. They've been trying to have a child. Lord, I thank you. Lord, your favor is gonna flow in the next, I mean, it flows in our life every day, but Lord, we're, we're believing between now and the end of the year for just a, an incredible revival of favor in our life, in our family, in our church, in Jesus' name. Last thing before Derek comes and closes, just close, close your eyes just for a minute. I'm just going to look across the building one time. I never want to close. The greatest favor I've ever received is that God would give his only son, Jesus, just for me. That God is for me. And I told you at the very beginning, life goes better when you put God first. Maybe you're here and you've never made a decision to put God first in your life. We don't wanna to close today without giving you that opportunity. If you're here, you're one of two people. Number one, you've never made the decision to live a God first life, to put God first in every area of your life. Or number two, you're here, you say, Dave, you know, it, it, at one point in my life, God was first, but if I'm real honest today, you know, I've allowed some other things to come before God, before that relationship 
Maybe it's, maybe it's a, a job. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's another relationship. But you say, Dave, I'm ready to put God back where he belongs in my life. Number one, first place. When you pray that prayer, pray for me today. I'm going to look across the building just one time. If you're either one of those two people, number one, never made the decision to put God first. Or number two, at one point God was first, but today you say he's not. I'm, I'm, Dave, I'm ready to make a decision. I'm going to finish this year strong. I'm going to put God back where he belongs in my life first place. When I count to three, just real quick, if that's you, lift your hand real quick. Let me pray for you. One, two, three, real quick across the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, Father, I thank you for these hands that were lifted in every section today, all across the room. Father, I thank you that you don't give us a desire to change, but you give us the discipline to make the changes that we need to make. You don't condemn us, but you do convict us. And you show us areas of our life, things in our heart that may not be pleasing to you. But Father, you said it's as simple as this. If we give it to you, you'd remove it as far as the east is from the west. Today, Lord, those that lifted their hand just turned the page to a brand new chapter. You said it's as easy as this. If we believe in our heart and say with our mouth, Jesus Christ is our Lord. I want everyone in the room, everyone just to say those words with me. Say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Lord. Well, you talk about a decision that'll make the rest of your life the best of your life. I can't think of any greater decision you can make than to put God first. And if you made that decision, I can't think of any better place to grow in that relationship with God than right here at Calvary Church. I'd encourage you to get involved. You can see your next step, growth track. I mean, there's all kinds of exciting things, but come back. Come back, plant yourself here, and watch your life and your family begin to flourish. I tell you, give it a year. Come back here, give it a year. If your life isn't better, if your family isn't better, after a year right here in this house, I, I don't know what could change you. I can't think of any better place to do it than Calvary Church. One more time, say the rest of my year, the rest of my year. will be the best of my year. Say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Say, I'll see you at 5 o'clock, Dave. All right, love you guys. God bless you.